0: Hi, and welcome to season five of the Change Agents podcast. I'm your host, Tracy D. Allen. We all know social entrepreneurship is the key to solving the world's biggest problems. But how do you actually make a difference? And what does it take to build a successful social impact business? That's where Change Agents comes in. We're a podcast for social entrepreneurs by social entrepreneurs. Every week on the Cost segment, we interview guests who are making a real difference in the world. And we discuss everything from building an ethical business model to marketing your message effectively. In the mission impact series segment, Ty Boone and I conduct micro trainings, discussion style on various social impact topics. Whether you're just getting started or you're already making waves in the social impact space, change agents is essential listening. So, tune in every week and learn how you can be the change you want to see in your community and the world. Hi, change agents, and welcome to season two of Mission Impact Series. Mission Impact Series is a podcast that helps your company find the breadth of opportunities in every moment to create impact with two of the wittiest, smartest, and most innovative people in social good, Tracy D. Allen and Ty Boone. This podcast is perfect for businesses and organizations of all types, and our lineup of topics discussed through strategic storytelling will keep you interested in coming back for more. we're going to be talking about everything you hear isn't real, girl. And that is just facts, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we tend to believe things because people say it with authoritative voices Mm -hmm. and they look credible. And when I say they look credible, I'm talking about maybe the way they're dressed or the things that they you know, say all the time on social media, the fact that they're always in your face, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Because they're always posting and whatever. They just sound so credible. So you tend to believe what they're saying, but we know because when we get clients come to us, we're like, where did you hear that? That isn't (laughs) true. That's not how it's done. Um, So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Everything you hear is not facts and some of the information that's out there, if you um, follow it can land you in a place that you don't want to be in. (laughs) If this is your first time catching us, um, my name is Tracy V. Allen. I am the owner of TVA Consulting Group, where I help social impact businesses design, build and fund their um, social ventures so that they can live the lifestyles they desire while impacting their communities
1: i'm ty Boone. i'm owner of ty Boone enterprises i work mostly with nonprofit organizations helping them from to get from startup and struggle to sustainability and success and tracy everything you hear ain't real right <laughs> <laughs> everything you hear is not real i think we we like you said we always come across people who just kind of tell us stuff that's like we're like for like what like what mm-hmm what are you talking about, Willis? Like, where you where you get that from, right? Um, yeah. and, and just like you said, when people are, sh- you know, certain people who are supposed to be, um, you know, authority figures or folk who are very popular, especially with this social media mess, um, that goes on, folk who are visible usually get the attention of people who, um, don't know any better, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and a lot of times the things that they say or the procedures that they that they talk about. Seem to be so easy and so, you know, just kind of self gratifying. You know, immediately that folk flock to it and they take it as real because it seems to be less painful than a lot of the stuff that is real. <laughs> you know, and it's like that's I. That's the truth, though. Right. We I always don't...
0: are looking for the easiest path, right? The most least resistant path. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who can just speak to that, whether it's mm-hmm. true or false, mm-hmm. their verbiage. Um, mm-hmm. Their language, their mannerism,
1: their speaking—I mean, I mean, in a way, you have to give them credit because they're good marketers. Right? Oh yeah, they're right. the like... money because folks <laughs> buying that twenty-dollar program to get twenty million dollars, right. and you're like, for real? And, but you got yeah. twenty million people who buy it, so yeah, you got there. You go with forty mil just like that, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, and, you know, my my mom used to, and everybody's mom probably used to say this: that you know, um, everything that glitters is not gold, and oh, if uh. it's <laughs> too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing, but we have people like grown up people who fall for the okie doke, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because somebody depending on who said it, you know.
0: And there are a lot of people saying things right now. So one of the things that we heard most recently is the whole um I don't want to say it's a trope, but <laughs> it is because I've heard it so many times, and it seems to die down. Like it seems like good information is feeding into the population, and then as soon as you stop talking, bam, it mm-hmm. rears its ugly head again. Um, the trope of you can maximize your nonprofit organization, and we're talking about your five hundred one c three, for your own personal benefit,
1: girl. And, you know, and, and I, you know, folks just love that. You know, they're just kind of like, oh, my gosh, how many nonprofits were started around tax time? You know, oh, it's, it's $7 trillion. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, really, because even some, and again, coming back from who said, who tells you this thing. So if uh-huh. your accountant or if the person who was preparing your taxes says, child, you should just start nonprofit and you can just ball out or whatever. And we can hide all this money and you can get you a Rolls Royce and you're going to do it. Right. Right. Because <laughs> there's
0: quite a few programs right now that we have seen because we talked about it that are spewing that same type of rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Here's how you can maximize your nonprofit organization and buy real estate, go on trips, mm-hmm. do this. Like you said, the Rolls Royce, buy your bad car, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, buy whatever it is that you want. And that's legal. And don't pay taxes. I think that's the next thing that they say. And that's is the thing. And don't taxes. pay taxes. Get other
1: people's yeah. money to live your best life mm-hmm. and, and not pay taxes. And folk are starting nonprofits for that reason. And it's... You know, at first, Tracy, I just thought maybe a couple of people, and this has been happening for years. This is nothing that's new, right? Right. But at first I thought, you know, maybe a couple of people got some bad information, but then you have, we have these pockets, like with these people, like every call you get, folks are like, oh yeah, and I want to do this. And I'm okay, well... You start a for-profit business. No, because I don't want to go through all the the, the the drama and it's hard for me to get money for this. And I was told that I can get a nonprofit and I can do this and I want to have, and I'm, you have to go back time and time again to explain to them what this is and how this is not about them. It's not for personal gain. So if anybody told you that you can get your personal life together, um, you know, and live your best personal life because you have a nonprofit organization, then they told you wrong.
0: Right um i someone who i know was doing some accounting for a particular non-profit and then she says every time she goes in to balance the books there's money missing from the organization and it's for trips it's for mm. um louis vuittons it's for just <laughs> things that have absolutely nothing to do with the nonprofit. profit and mm-hmm. the, the client kept saying, oh, that was a mistake. I swiped the wrong card. You oh, may no. swipe the wrong card once, but you're not swiping the
1: wrong card several times per month. Mm. You, you know what I mean? And, and they're, 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 drawing down like they have, they're drawing down on, like, they're, like this is their business. Right. They're using it almost as if it's, a, um, what is that type of
0: loan called? A line of credit.
1: hmm
0: Right against their lives and um you can't do that this is irs regulated and we all know what the irs is law the, the government has patience you know the most patient person in the world is the government i think mm-hmm. because they build their case and you never even know they're building their case
1: mm-hmm.
0: right until one day they just pop up and arrest you
1: <laughs> you're like what like legit <laughs> you know? you're
0: and like it, wait a it, minute it, what happened
1: right <laughs> And these people, I mean, they're. I mean, the thing is that I don't know, you know, especially when you're talking about nonprofit organizations where everything is public, you know, information. So mm-hmm. you're you're out here, and you're how do you how do you justify the purchase of your Rolls Royce <laughs> on your, your nonprofit accounting? I don't, I don't get it. Like, what does this have to do with your program? who in your who's holding you accountable and again a lot of that stuff goes back to that too because folks think that they own these organizations so there is no accountability so there is no you know no board or you know anybody in place that says hey you can't do this or hey let me pull the company card you can't use the company card for yourself mm-hmm. right i remember working in an organization tracy it had gotten really really wild right where you know all of us on the executive Um, you know, the executive staff is what they called us. Had company cards, right? Had nonprofit cards. Um, where if we needed to use them for something that was related to our programs, we could. However, we had to get permission first. It had to go through a whole process, and we could charge it to these cards, right? There was one person who worked with me, and I hope you're not listening. Um, who worked with um. You know, we, we gone she'd gone out of town. So she'd gone down like on vacation to the beach or whatever, right? And she used the organization's card while she was on vacation. Mm-hmm. Right. And charges came back for like alcohol and you know no. right stuff so i mean when she got back from vacation it was a whole hot mess up in the organization do you hear me Mm -hmm. it was like you may have you may have called the fbi in there because they were just that serious right wow when she got we all we had to meet her like in the boardroom right and she walked in and like the the operations director he told us what happened and all this kind of stuff because he got in the credit card bill and he's like uh yeah so she got to get fired like today and whatever else happens it just happens right um it you know so happened she had a she had a problem she, she was a she was a you know a alcoholic and you know it was everybody knew she was battling these things or whatever before mm-hmm. but she got up in the in the um meeting and she was just crying i felt so sorry for her though because she was like oh i did not know and they're like no ma'am you did know because you were not the organization you know that you cannot use this car to buy, to for your personal luxury you know, while you're on vacation. But she ended up getting getting fired. I don't know what happened to her after that, but it's just to say, you know, you can't this is not yours, even though she was not the founder of that organization, she did not own the organization just like you don't own it, whether you're founder or not. And I what? think that's where the problem comes in, where people think that they're the founder. So they can do whatever they want to. With they, the- they're the owner. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that should be the first lesson that anybody learns. If they're thinking about starting a nonprofit organization is to, that you don't own it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm still
0: surprised by the amount of people that are surprised when I say it on a
1: discovery call. Mm-hmm. It's because these people are- What do you mean? <laughs> And when somebody comes and I know what they mean when they say that this is my nonprofit, but when somebody comes and that's kind of what they lean on, I really, I automatically understand that they think that it is theirs Mm -hmm. because of how they say it, you know, it's like, you know, and some people actually will say I am an owner of a nonprofit and I've seen coaches out here who say that, are you a nonprofit owner? I'm like, what, where is this coming from? the fact that it's a business that you start and put your money into
0: mm-hmm. automatically makes you an owner mm-hmm. that is the, like that's the next question i get asked as well mm-hmm. you expect me to pour all this money into this and don't get anything back i said no you can actually loan the nonprofit the money just have mm-hmm. some legal documents um signed up you know or deducted on your taxes there are ways to get your money back but mm-hmm. if you're doing it for the wrong reasons then
1: yeah and come, I in. think they think it's the right reasons, but it's the point. yeah. It's the right reason because somebody said, Hey, who who doesn't wanna, you know, get tax breaks? Like, you know, who does not wanna have a Rolls-Royce or whatever? So you're like, okay, well, this must be the right reason then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but just having somebody who sets you up who understands that you don't own this and just because it sounds good or look good and this whole maximizing your nonprofit thing. It, you know, it, you can maximize it, but not for personal personal gain. You maximize right. it that you serve. Yeah, but everything that
0: we see around maximize, and I mean, I've we've done maximize your nonprofit before, but mm-hmm. we're talking about maximizing it for the good of the community, for the mm-hmm. people that you're serving. But all of the maximizing your nonprofit that I've been seeing lately has to do with personal gain. Yeah, and I, I mean. I would never go under someone's post and be like, "Yo, you need to stop posting this." Or you not want to like though, you know,
1: Tracy? You know <laughs> huh? I kind of want to all the time. I have to hold. I do seat. too,
0: but that I I wouldn't want anyone to do that to me. Yeah. Um. So I I, but it's just really I just can only hope to educate the people that actually reach out to me or listen to us on YouTube or on here. That mm-hmm. that's not how it's done. Hmm you will get in trouble and it's not fear mongering it's what we're mm-hmm. essentially trying to do is just prevent you from having um issues later on because mm-hmm. it always it always comes back mm-hmm. you know you can't not you can't do something like
1: this and it not come back at you mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's always, you know, we talked about like the bad parts of it. I, I had a, a call today, Tracy, where a woman says that she talked with somebody and, um, you know, and she was struggling because she was paying for everything out of her pocket and she was waiting for grants to come. And she, and she said, so we talked about funding plans and things like that. And she said that she was told that those were the only ways she could have get money for her nonprofit because she, she's not a for-profit business. So she couldn't have other revenue streams. So really? Yeah. So oh. that wasn't real. Right. So I kind of mm-hmm. had to help help her to straighten that out. But a lot of people <laughs> people really trying to do good and really not wanting to have it for personal gain uh-huh. are stuck a lot of times because they're thinking that, hey, I have to get a grant. And you, I mean, they just started last year. So, you, you know, grants aren't going to be where you find your gravy. Right. Um, so what else can you do to, to generate revenue for your organization? And she said that a consultant told her there was nothing else that she could do. Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I didn't ask her who the consultant was. I'm no, like, I never asked. But you I know, just don't I want to know. Yeah, I don't want to know. I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah, no, that's not how this works. And just
0: that's like the client I just came off the phone with a, a while ago, um, who is starting a nonprofit. Already has their, you, you know, their five
1: hundred one C and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. but they have a board. Yep. She has a board. She says there, her board was halfway functioning. You know, people just don't know. Board doesn't know. Like nobody knows, right? Nobody. Right. And that's why board training is
0: so important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, just, just some of the um things that we hear that are just not real, that we kind of wanted to talk to you guys about and kind of make you, you know, listen differently when you are listening to what people are putting out. Just have a different perspective on it. Question everything. If it sounds too good to be true, it's because it is. Yep. (laughs) It's because it
1: is. So um, anything else you want to add, Ty? I don't. Just be careful out there. (laughs) (laughs) For real.
0: All right. Until next time, guys. Bye.